Pinna. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every day, during breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even snack time, someone is the victim of a food crime. Yes, you heard me right. Food crimes. That will be 792. Maybe someone was made fun of for putting ketchup on their broccoli, even though that's their favorite way to eat it. Don't you dare look at my broccoli! Or maybe the steak that they ordered was way too overcooked. No matter the transgression, there must be a trial at the food court. And justice must be served, preferably with plenty of soy sauce. (laughs) Welcome to Food Crimes. Warning, the food crimes you are about to hear are real and may not be suitable for hungry listeners. Today, we hear the case of Karen, a mom who is taking her son to court for behavior that's really tasting her patience. My name is Karen and we are in Louisiana. The food crime that I am here to talk about is that my son Gabriel asked for my food as he has been doing for the entirety of his life and I am never allowed to have a snack to myself. Mom says that Gabriel always, always, always asks for a bite of her food, often before she's even gotten a chance to try it herself. This is a food crime because I prepare all of Gabriel's meals for him daily. He's never hungry. I make sure of it. And even if I feed him, he still insists on eating my food as well. I do the majority of the cooking in the house. Enjoying a meal without little hands grabbing at it is a nice time to relax and just enjoy something that you've made for yourself. But Gabriel doesn't agree that his actions count as a food crime. He says that just because he asks doesn't mean she has to share. I'm not guilty of a food crime. No, because I'm only asking. I think she does not have to give me some of her food. For Gabriel, the family sharing rules are simple. I feel like they should only share with each other if they want to share. So there you have it. The permitting plaintiff and the demanding defendant. A fed-up mom versus a well-fed son. Now it's up to the judge, the jury, and you to decide. Did Gabriel commit a food crime? Has his endless asking crossed the line into rudeness? Or should he be allowed to have his cake and eat hers too? Let's step inside the courtroom to hear more. All rise. The Honorable Judge Foodie presiding over the case of Mom v. Gabriel. Charges are disturbing the meal, and snack stocking. Thank you, bailiff. Everyone, you may be seated. Hello, Your Honor. Happy to see you again, Your Honor. 
Yes, yes, another beautiful day in food court, but we don't have time to shoot the breeze with bees or turn with the worms or make eyes with the flies. Enough with the bug nonsense. Let's get into our case. Opening statements will now begin. Starting with the prosecution, Counsel Catherine Flambe, why don't you get us started? Of course, Your Honor. Friends in the jury, imagine if you were my client. You sit down to enjoy a meal you've made, and before you even get a morsel in your mouth, ten little fingers wiggle over to your plate, just ready to take a bite. Now, imagine this happens to you every single meal. Such a flagrant obstruction of food peace can only be one thing and one thing only, a food crime. Thank you, Ms. Bombe. Counselor Stephen Reven, would you share the opening statement for your client, Gabriel? Oh, thank you, Judge. People of the court, today's case is an important one. Do we want to live in a world where you can't ask for a fry? Just one? The prosecution would have you believe that Gabriel has committed a crime by asking his mother for a taste of her food. But if that were the case, then you'd have to bring half the world to food court. Each and every one of us has asked for a bite off a parent's plate, either as young children or even last week when my mama made some lasagna. Mm -mm -mm, And I just needed to try one little square. Gabriel doesn't expect a bite of his mother's food. He doesn't steal a bite. He asks for one, and politely as well. For the sake of everyone, everywhere, we are pleading not guilty. Very good, Mr. Even. Let's move into arguments, and I assume the prosecution... Don't buy into the defense's drama. And we're off. Nobody is suggesting that asking for a bite is a food crime. But repeated asking over and over, day after day, categorically prevents Gabriel's mom from getting to enjoy a single meal. Here she is giving just one example of this persistent problem. This is more so a crime because of the repetition, but this particular day, Gabriel was enjoying one of his favorite lunches that I'd prepared for him after I'd asked him what it was that he wanted to eat. I didn't offer him to wait for the french fries that I was making because at the time I didn't know what it was that I was going to eat. So I decided to make me some homemade french fries. I had to peel the potatoes, chop the potatoes, and bake the potatoes. And the entire process took about 45 minutes, maybe an hour. So after he finished his meal and I was just sitting down to enjoy my meal, Gabriel comes over with his hand hovering above my plate and asking, can I try that? Ooh, that looks good. Can I have one? Gabriel began, ate, and finished his lunch that his mom made, let's not forget, while she was still working away at some food for herself. Before she has a chance to enjoy the fries of her labor, there's Gabriel's hand looking for a A handout. Exactly. Who's being dramatic now? By the way, I spoke to my client about this so-called fry incident. Here is what he said. I thought they wanted to try one of her fries. Yeah, she's a great cook and I pretty much want to taste it because it looks good. Mmm, just a sweet son who loves his mother's cooking. He probably lies awake all night thinking about the delicious meals she'll be making for him the next day. I wonder 
Did he ever even get to taste one of those crispy homemade fries, or was he left utterly fryless? Objection! That's a lot of speculation, Your Honor. Objection sustained. And of course she gave him a fry. I sustained, and she answered him anyway. Of course. Of course she shared because she doesn't mind sharing. Of course she shared because she doesn't mind sharing with her very cool son Gabriel who helps his younger brother when she asks. I don't know when we established any of that. I just did. I have it in evidence if you really need me to play it. Ugh, fine. I trust you. Just get to the point. The point, Flambe, is that the evidence seems to show that when Gabriel asks, his mom is happy to share. So why is it now that we find ourselves in court? You're twisting my words. It's not as simple as that. I'll let you hear it from my client. I like sharing my food with Gabriel. I just don't think that I should have to share all of my food with Gabriel. I would prefer if Gabriel, a few times a week, would let me eat my food without asking. Frequency is what's key here. No one is saying that it's a food crime to ask for a taste. But here and there, not every single meal including snacks? And whenever he asks, she shares. What conclusions is he supposed to draw from that? What conclusions would you draw? Asking for a bite begets a bite. So why not ask? Because it's not really asking, is it, Reven? When someone in your family asks you for something, you can't really say no. You're supposed to say yes. Food court established this precedent in Lucas v. Adriana. No, no, no. Asking always allows for a no. And Gabriel would be fine with a no. But he's working off his past experiences here. He accepts she might say no, but he'll never taste if he doesn't try. I feel like most kids, when they see something that looks good, they want to try it. If I asked my mom to share it, she said no. I feel a little disappointed, but I'd feel fine. Aha! He just said he'd feel disappointed if she said no. Of course he'd feel disappointed. But then that means he assumes she'll say yes. That's speculation. He hopes she'll say yes. Reven, I need you to be honest here. She can't say no. You know she can't say no. Gabriel is her son, and he's asking her for food. She feels an obligation to say yes, which means it's not a yes-no question. It's a yes-yes one. Oh, there's no such thing as a yes-yes question. She could say no. My client insists she could say no. I've got yet another clip stating as much, along with an additional detail you might wish to feast your ears upon. Because I am only asking, she doesn't have to say yes. And again, she does this to my dad, and sometimes me. Just earlier, she took a piece of my pizza without asking. She usually comes up to him, and ask to try his food as well. Ooh, she is guilty of the very same crime she's accusing her son of. The gall, the nerve, the audacity of this mom to bring her son to court while taking the food right off his and her husband's plates. Accuser, accuse thyself. That's old timey talk for, uh, gotcha. Woo. Order. Judge, uh, you may as well call it. I think this goose is just about cooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll eat those words, Reven. You said it yourself, right in your opening statement. All of us have asked for food off of a loved one's plate, including Gabriel's mom. I don't think I said loved one. Yuck. And as you say, doing so is not a food crime. 
Doing so once, that is. But what about doing so twice? Three times? Four times? Five times? Six uh -huh. times? Oh, seven oh. times? Okay. Um, Eight times? Uh, what about nine times? Uh, Ten uh, times? Uh, Raven? Okay. Uh huh? Eleven times? Uh, yes, I see. Twelve times? Oh. Maybe, uh, thirteen uh, times? Fourteen times? Uh, Your Honor, if you could put a stop to this, please. Fifteen it's rather times? silly. Zombay, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this to you, but can you get to the point? Sixteen times. Someone may ask seventeen times. That's enough, Counselor. Respectfully, Your Honor, I'd prefer to keep going until Reven admits that I'm bothering him. Oh, well, I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> okay, uh, then, eighteen times. Uh, <laughs> ask me then! Nineteen times! Um, I'm asking you 20 times. I, I, uh, maybe 21, I, 22, huh? 23, 24, uh, 25. Okay, okay. Yes, stop. Stop it. I can't take it. It's not about the individual incidents, all right? It's that it happens way, way, way too often. Gabriel's mom doesn't mind sharing. She just wishes it didn't have to happen each and every time she ate. Uh... I'd like to state on record that I never admitted that I was annoyed. I just realized we all need to get on about our day. <laughs> all right, then. I'll just start over. No! You don't need to do that either. I believe we need to do closing statements now, don't we, Judge? Smash that gavel, please! Please! <clears throat> yes, it's time for closing statements. Flambe, I'll let you start, but I swear if you start counting again, you'll be held in such contempt and- I'm fine, Your Honor. I only put on that little act to make us all feel the distress that my client feels. I want each of you to remember how annoying it was to hear me asking the same question over and over the next time you sit down to eat. I know Reven won't soon forget it. I never once said it bothered me, so, mm-hmm, yep. It didn't, Reven? Not even a little bit. It's just questions. <laughs> <laughs> it truly didn't bother you. No. It really didn't bother you. To hear the same question over and over, it truly didn't, it didn't bother. Judge, me. help! Catherine! I rest my case. Raven, if you could. I can. Oh, what a show we've seen today, folks. Miss Flambe, the broken record, has only had to rely on psychological war games to make some half-baked point about repetition being irritating. Well, I'll spare you all from the similar chicanery. Instead, consider the letter of the law. Taking without asking, a crime. Taking after asking but being told no, a crime. Taking after asking but being told yes, plainly, perfectly legal. Gabriel is a growing boy with a wide-ranging palate. He loves everything his mom cooks and just wants to keep trying new foods. What is he supposed to do when he sees her eating a delicious meal? Not ask for a bite? Look away and hope she'll make french fries tomorrow? No! He should ask, and she should tell him the truth. Either he can or cannot have a bite. It's really not much more complicated than that. Oh, other than the fact that she does this too, as we have heard. Doing it once is not the issue. I, you can't talk. You're closed. She's closed, Judge. I'm going to talk if you're going to misrepresent what I am saying. All right, counselors, <laughs> we are most certainly done here. It's time to throw this over to our jury. We're moving now to deliberations. Did Gabriel commit a food crime? Does the repetition of asking make him an offender? Or does mom need to learn to dish out refusals more often? 
Until you decide, this court is adjourned. Jury deliberations are now in session. Please proceed. My name is Lucy and I am 10 years old. My name is Nairobi and I am 11 years old. My name is Jaren and I'm 10 years old. Um, so there are two sides of the story and both of them are actually pretty reasonable. Uh, the mom, Karen, uh, is accusing her son of asking repeatedly for her food when she just wants to sit down and eat. Uh, though I would say that he has every right to ask. I have personal experience with this. Like two years ago, I had a friend snack in my lunchbox and some of my friends were like, can I have one? And I gave them one, but then they kept on asking. And the one time I said no, I felt like really bad because everyone just looked away. Then I ended up giving them more. But I also understand where Gabriel is coming from because she's she has she has the chance to say no, but she doesn't. Sometimes, like, if that happens to me, usually I'll be, like, hungry and I'll ask if I can have some of something, like somebody else is eating. And if they say no, I'm not that disappointed. But sometimes if it's, like, something that I really like and, like, that's the last part of it, I'll be a little bit disappointed. I I get sometimes get used to people asking, like, oh, can I have a bite? And, like, I'm always expected to say, I'm expected to say yes. Um, but I guess it would be somewhat annoying if every time you sat down, you'd be asked, like, oh, can I have one? Um, I mean, I might be a little bit annoyed, but then I'd probably also get used to it eventually. I guess Gabriel could be, like, a little more considerate to his mom, um, because I think he knows that she's getting a bit annoyed by him asking. He also might not know that he's being annoying, and he thinks that it's fine, like he's asking. Yeah, because that can happen a lot where someone just doesn't know that they're being like rude or something. Like someone could accidentally insult you and they just don't know that they're being mean. When I view a food crime, I view it as like someone takes someone else's food. I feel like that is a food crime. When somebody asks for something and they're viewed as being annoying, I, like, I'm not sure that would be a food crime because they're just being a little bit annoying and they don't know it. Like taking someone else's food without their permission is a food crime. Gabriel mentioned in the, um, when he was trying to defend his case that his mom takes from him and his dad without asking. Gabriel does ask. So like, if she thinks he's committing a food crime, then like she is also committing one. And like, he has permission to take it. His mom told him sure you can have some yeah i do i don't feel like he wronged his mom so in this uh in this case i do not feel like it's a food crime like he was allowed to take it and i feel like he's not guilty of a food crime maybe it could become more of a compromise because maybe there could be like a rule like gabriel will try not to ask for food quite as much like when she has something that he's already tried Maybe he could try not to ask for it. Yeah, or like, you can only ask like three times a week. I really like that idea. I think that that's a good idea. Maybe like three or four times a week or something. Yeah. It was mentioned that she uh, once kind of snatched a piece of his pizza. We could say each time she doesn't ask, Gabriel gets to ask one more time a week. Yeah. That's actually a very good idea to like up, it's like uh, upholding the low rule. 
We, the jury, find Gabriel not guilty of a food crime. We have decided on making a compromise where either Karen or Gabriel wants to ask the other person for food. They can only do it maybe three or four times a week. When somebody else takes food without asking, the other person gets one extra time where they can ask. Thank you, esteemed members of the jury. After some careful deliberations, it appears that the food court has reached a verdict. Let's talk to Karen and Gabriel to hear their thoughts on the jury's conclusion. Karen, Gabriel, the jury has reviewed your case and they have found Gabriel not guilty of a food crime. Let's start with our plaintiff. Karen, how are you feeling about the decision? I think that it was a fair verdict. And I have to say that since I brought Gabriel to court, he has reduced the amount of times that he asked me for food. So I think just the act of bringing him has made change. Ah, so it sounds like their idea of a compromise will work. Gabriel, what do you think? We did pretty good that we could only ask three or four times a week for other people's food. I like that one, yeah. I'm so happy to hear it. Gabriel, I think Council Reeven served you well. He went deep in to prove the point. He served justice with extra sauce. And that's just the way we like it. And with that, the food court is adjourned. Ooh, Flambe and Reven got pretty heated back there. Oh, they're just doing their jobs. As soon as the gavel hits, those two are the best of friends. Just like you and me. Well, not as good of friends as you and me. It's not a competition, Bailiff. But I'm also not going to disagree with you. (laughs) Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>